Hello, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for pushing play. I'm sure it was a tough task for you to do such. My name is Miles Thomas. Um, I am the owner of the Football Factory Twitter account. This is episode one of our football podcast that we're going to be starting a series of uh, really just discussing current events out in football, some specific teams. Uh, if there are any large stories that are out there, I'm going to really hone in and focus on them, focus on that story. I do actually have a story that I want to um, highlight and talk about a bit uh, of. And at the back end of the segment of uh, the episode, we are briefly going to talk about what teams, you know, I've, 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 I'm going to pick one team that did really well last year, but this year they're not going to do so hot. Uh, and then on the other side, a team that did very, very bad last year that I believe can really jumpstart and um, take over the league in somewhat this next coming year. So please, if you like what you hear, uh, go ahead and uh, like it, retweet it. I, I'm, I'm very big on constructive criticism. I'm about a minute in already, and so I want to make it as short as possible. Hopefully we get another five minutes. And so let's do this. Uh, current events out in the NFL right now, uh, Benjamin Watson is going to be missing the first four games tied in for the New England Patriots. He failed a drug test. Um, didn't know anything about that. Didn't see anything about that. I don't think that was very big in the news. Um, but that's unfortunate, but they won't be skipping any beats when he comes back, though. He'll be caught up to speed. Uh, Packers legend Bart Starr has passed away today at the age of 85. Um, Bart Starr, I mean, of course, I wasn't around to see him play, but you, you hear that name growing up if you if you know anything about quarterbacks and you know anything about football that he was. He was, yes, nothing short of a legend. And uh, also, um, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy is still out there. Hasn't been tagged. He hasn't been picked up yet. So Gerald McCoy is still out and about. We're going to see if it's going to be Cleveland. It's going to be the Ravens. It's going to be the Bengals. It's going to be the Cowboys. He has Patriots. I mean, uh, there's no one that doesn't want him. The Bucks want him, of course. But, I mean, there's money to be involved. They're already in place in the Dominicans, too. So um, the story that I really want to highlight in this segment today is um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. And with that being said, it's going to be his contract situation that has come up. And what I would like to do is take a few point of views and really just hone in on why this party would want to do this certain thing with his contract. And of course, I'm going to start with the front office. Um, the front office really wants Dak, as you probably heard, want to take that you know necessary team appropriate, was a team friendly contract pay cut with his first deal. The average is has has him around twenty eight million dollars. Um, if you were to take the average, I think thirty million is what Dak Prescott personally is looking for, which would make him uh, right under Matt Ryan at the fifth uh, highest paid quarterback in the league. Now Dak Prescott, it's it's nothing short of his accolades. First coming in, he takes his team to go thirteen and three as a rookie. After he takes over for uh, Tony Romo, he's been doing great things this past season, winning the. <clears throat> winning the NFC East in that division, going on to uh, then play the or lose to the Rams. Uh, but that team is very promising. Mark Cooper, the addition, of course, you have Zeke Elliott. That linebacker core really stepped up. That front seven really stepped up. You have Byron Jones in the secondary. That team is very, very strong and very impactful. Now, that's why the executive office has an issue with giving him that $30 million. It really just shuts down a lot of the other players that they need to be uh, 
taken into account of. So you have Mario Cooper that needs to get paid. You have Ezekiel Elliott that needs to be paid. Both those gentlemen already are the types of, unfortunately, they're going to have the ego that I need top dollar. I need my money. Like Dak Prescott is nothing without me. True, but that is what their uh, mentality is already showing. Showing You have Byron Jones that's going to be, who also just went to a Pro Bowl this past season. Um, he's going to need his money. You just paid Demarcus Lawrence. Jalen Smith is going to be needing his money um, in the next few years. So there's a lot of things at the front office for the Cowboys. They have their hands full. There's no way on earth they're going to keep all of these players. It's just impossible. Now, this is the this is the thing that I feel like people are missing in, from the point of view of the executive office on why they really need um, uh, Dak Prescott to take this pay cut. Yes, it is to share the wealth. Yes, if he takes less, it's it it is better in the in the grand scheme of things of them having a better shot of landing or bringing everyone back, having their contracts and be able to bring everything back. Unfortunately, I don't believe that it's just that simple. The Cowboys are not a blind franchise, you know if. If you can go to a Dak Prescott post on Instagram and you can see all the comments in the world, all the comments from people all over America, all over the world that know the game of football, unless they're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you would see that Dak Prescott, a negative, negative, negative comment regarding Dak Prescott. He was a former fourth round quarterback for a reason. He's a quarterback that played at South Carolina, or sorry, Mississippi State, you know, for a reason. Um, didn't play very well. Uh, and it's all it's all for a reason. Um, very Tebow esque with his mechanics, of course a better Tim Tebow. Um, now, something that I've realized that a lot of people that really keep up with football have this ongoing thing that Dak Prescott is getting carried from this offensive line, getting carried by Ezekiel Elliott, and being carried. By the simple, very simple offensive scheme um, being carried by their defense. Now, it doesn't, it's not foolish to think that the Cowboys front office know this as well. The Cowboys front office probably know that Dak Prescott is not worth the money that he's asking for. Take it in account of any hotshot quarterback that's looking for his first deal. Let's give it to Matt Ryan, let's give it to Russell Wilson. Let's give it to these quarterbacks who, when the market, um, you know, uh, uh, I can't. We, uh, I mean, I mean, you have you have Tom Brady with his first contract. He got big money because he delivered. And in the front office, there was no. It was a shadow of a doubt that he was going to be a great quarterback. When you are skeptical of paying a quarterback, the most position, the the most important position. Um, in the league, if you're skeptical of giving that quarterback that money, it's because you don't trust him. It's because you don't trust him. It's because you don't truly, truly believe in him that he is going to take you to the promised land. Now, I I promise you, if this was you know unfortunate situation of Carson Wentz, uh, let's say he doesn't get injured. Let's say let's say Carson Wentz uh, when 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 the Super Bowl, it's his show, it's his party. Um, you know, he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't have the injury pro thing, and he is a Dallas Cowboy, I could see them 
giving him his $30 million, no problem. Andrew Luck gets his $30 million, no argument, no problem. Because you see true, true, true legendary potential, in my opinion. Um, of course, people can see the same thing with Dak Prescott, but I don't, I don't really see that um, necessarily with him right now. Now, the front office, it, it just it's just clear to me that they just truly don't believe in him to that extent, to give him that money. But that doesn't take away the fact that they don't they do they don't believe him at all. I think they do believe that Dak Prescott can take them to the Super Bowl, the championship that they're they've been waiting for and fighting for. But they need to make sure that they have Zeke. They need to make sure they have all these other players. Without these other players, that's how they know that Dak isn't going to be Dak. The second part of it is Dak Prescott's point of view of why he needs to push. Dak Prescott needs to push, 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 push to get this money. And it's 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 unfortunate because Stephen Jones came out and said, hey, we really need him to take this team-friendly discount. It's important that he does this for the team. Um, we're setting him up for team success so we can have championships over money. I know the guy. I know Dak Prescott. I know how his heart is. He wants to win. So they automatically throw him in the seat or throw him in the hot seat and give him this narrative of, all right, what's it going to be? Are you, gonna, are you in it for your team or are you in it for your money? Um, and that's that's not fair. That's not, it's unfortunate. Dak Prescott, him pushing to get top dollar is actually in the in the biggest grand scheme of things it's it's self it's selfish but given the Cowboys resume it's not it's not a bad idea and by that is Dak Prescott was a fourth round quarterback and Tom or T- Tony Romo had some minor setbacks with injuries minor setbacks with his back he had a very very bad back um and that's that's the game of football that's the game of football. And 2014, Tony Romo had an MVP caliber season. MVP caliber season. Nothing short of it. Um, very, very, very good season out in 2014. Um, gets hurt in 2015. His back is hurting. You know, back. Had a very bad back injury. Comes back 2016. Ready to show the world. In 2015 is when they pick up Ezekiel Elliott. Um, De- DeMarco Murray is out. DeMarco Murray leaves. Um... And so now, here we go, 2016, he's he's finally back, preseason game, he rolls up and injures his back again. Dak, Pro- Dak Prescott comes in, fills the shoes, he has an amazing offensive line, amazing uh, running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Des Bryant at that point was still, A, he was coming back from a, a, an injury in the season before, but he was coming back. He was lively, he made big plays, he did have a dropping problem. But Des Bryant, at that time, wasn't a, a, a scrub. He wasn't a shadow. Um, you had Cole Beasley. You had Jason Witten. And then you had you had EOS. EOS is something that I love to use for rookies. Um, and necessarily, it's, it's, it's true. It's something Patrick Mahomes went through. It's, it's something that every rookie quarterback, Lamar Jackson, goes through, Baker Mayfield. It's EOS. It's element of surprise. Defensive coordinators, it doesn't matter what they saw in college. Because you're around college talent. When you're around professional talent, your element of surprise is greater. You know, these defensive coordinators, they don't really know all of what Dak Prescott's capable of because they're not there in the offseason training when they're in training camps. So Dallas Cowboys have everything in their hands when Dak Prescott's going off. But 
Uh, element of surprise is a great thing. So that 13-3 and three season, no, everyone just... It just seems like every defensive corner was like, oh, okay, well, they have a hot shot running back with Ohio State. Offensive line is great, but this fourth-round quarterback's not going to do anything. Um, so element of surprise, 13-3 season, lose to the Packers in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, it, it's it's nothing... It's not short to say that Kirk Cousins has not had the career that Dak Prescott has had, but he's getting paid more than Dak Prescott will be getting paid uh, Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl, went to a Super Bowl, lost it. Um, but the consistency with Dak Prescott and his president and what he's been doing um, in the league so far, I feel like it's just a little bit more consistent what Dak brings to the table. Dak does have the more consistent team, though. Now, back to the topic of Dak Prescott and why he should get the top dollar. He took the job of someone who was very, very involved, loyal, a part of the brand of Dallas Cowboys uh, and Tony Romo. And injuries happen. If anyone knows that more than Dak Prescott, please show me. Dak Prescott is starting in the NFL because of injuries. Dak Prescott, if Tony Romo plays that year and they go 13-3, and the next season they go 8-8, eight and eight, it didn't matter. They're drafting a quarter. I mean, Dak Prescott's not going to be the next guy up. They're just going to draft another quarterback in the next coming drafts. Uh, as the team dwindles down, who knows? But um, Dak Prescott's not getting that in-game experience because he's just only having the training camps in the off-seasons. And at some point, they're just going to have to draft another second-rounder quarterback around this time. And, and seeing, but, uh, If it weren't for injuries, Dak Prescott isn't in the uh, position that he's in right now. And that's that's truly what I believe. And so that's why I feel like he needs to make sure that he does not become expendable. Expendable in the, in the sense that if he takes such a low deal that the Cowboys can isolate him and in the sense of if he's getting hurt or if, 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 he's, not, if he's struggling, if he's not playing, if he's giving you eight and eight seasons, um, if he's not giving you everything that you need and ask, Dak Prescott can't be like, Shaking in his boots because he's so scared, um, because he has a short, he has he has a certain amount, he has a certain contract, a certain amount of money that makes him expendable, and they can cut him out just like that, get rid of him just like that. He does not want that on his back, and a second part of that is, I'm telling you, besides the Dallas Cowboy, and I know Dak Prescott is a competitor that he is. He knows that the pressure of coming that comes with being a Dallas Cowboy it doesn't matter how positive you want to display. It doesn't matter how how great you want to be. It is a certain confidence when when you're going after that thirty million dollars and you say, "Hey, I need it. I need the thirty million." There's something that speaks to me that maybe Dak Prescott is making sure he secures the bag. And a lot of time when you're making sure you secure the bag, it's because you got to make sure that you you have everything in line for you to be successful if things don't work out. And when you do that, that means there's a little bit of faith lacking that you're actually good enough to get the job done. Maybe Dak Prescott thinks that. Maybe Dak thinks like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to say he doesn't think he's good, but I'm going to say, hey, Super Bowl is tough. It's tough. It is tough. And all I'm saying is, is I'm just going to get my money. 
make sure that I'm good for the rest of my life because um, I don't want to be expendable and this is a tough job and he sees all the quarterbacks that go to the Super Bowl every year and he does not have that DNA that same DNA that all those throwing quarterbacks have he does not have and he knows that and so um, just to really uh, recap everything I see the front office really wanting him to take that discount so they can play be able to pay and play a slew of talent to com- continuously build up around Dak and continuously give him that support that he needs because he does he does need that support um, on that team in his hallway because without without that culture um, of hardworking Dallas Cowboys um, they they have and one good thing about the Cowboys that they have that's a scary defense their defense was has always been every Tony Romo year every th- year Tony Romo goes great. Um, their defenses were always lacking. They finally have a defense. It's kind of scary, kind of scary, kind of scary. And so, um, and and it's not. And we're not thinking about this, but Jerry Jones isn't looking for some five year down the road type situation. I mean, we forget that he is old. Jerry Jones is not a young person. He can go, unfortunately, at any time, and he wants. A Super Bowl. Jerry Jones wants a Super Bowl. Jerry Jones needs a Super Bowl, um, and he needs it now. And so, um, it, it's it's nothing short to say that he um, would do anything to get it now. And so, if he feels that it's necessary to give uh, uh, Dak his thirty million franchise franchise tag, whoever and whoever, wherever, win his Super Bowl this year, win his Super Bowl next year. And then get rid of whoever needs to get rid of, and then they can tank and be, you know, eight and eight again, seven and nine again. That's fine. He wants a Super Bowl now, though, and I, I just think that's so clear and apparent. Uh, teams, though, teams that I believe that are going to take a step down. Kansas City Chiefs lost Kareem Hunt. They're about to use lose Tyreek Hill, I believe. I don't think Tyreek's playing this upcoming season due to the child abuse that he's uh, endured. Um, his child, not he himself, but. Um, those are two huge, huge, huge pieces. They also lost Justin Houston, huge, 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 huge uh, piece on piece on defense. And so, those uh, pieces being gone, Kansas City Chiefs, and also like I said earlier, element of surprise, EOS is out of the door. It is out of the door. Um, look forward to the Chiefs to lose a lot more games than anyone is expecting. They will not be going to the Super Bowl. Um, they're not going to even be going to the AFC Championship game. Maybe make playoffs. It's that's a, that's a the AFC West is officially a tough division now. Um, Joe, if Joe Flacco can step up and be the quarterback that he should be, it's going to be the best division in the NFL uh, by far. Um, a team that is going that had a bad season, um, but looking to uprise. I, I I really, really do like the Jets. I like the Jets. I'm not going to say the Browns. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, there's nothing to say about the Browns. But I, I, even though I do really like the Jets, um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. It's a little bit easier. Um, I do love the addition of Antonio Brown. The three rookies that they had picked up um, in the first round with... Um, <clears throat> sorry, Clellan Farrell. I think he was also... Very underrated. Fourth round pick. Uh, I don't like the Raiders. I'm thinking about it. I like the Jets. I like Sam Donald. 
I like Le'Veon Bell on the same page. I like a year two Sam Darnold. I really think that they um, can take that next step into hopefully showing Sam Darnold could do that thing of showing the world that, hey, uh, I guess the Giants should have picked me type thing and let him know that um, getting Saquon Barkley was a bad idea. And so uh, about 20 minutes in, I wanted to make it five minutes, but uh, see if I can cut this down. Thank you for listening. Fantasy Football Talk. Peace.